0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So sitting quietly, letting yourself be at ease. It might take a few moments to let your body be at ease. Maybe there's some ways you can relax or soften in your body, maybe in the belly, shoulders, face. Maybe easing up and how you are with your body. Or being easy with your body. And perhaps you can set your mind at ease. Being easy with how your mind is easing up a bit with your mind. Letting your, your mind be at ease with whatever way it is. And perhaps you can set your heart at ease, softening, relaxing, accepting whatever is happening in your heart, in your emotional body, being easy with how you feel, at ease. And perhaps you can be at ease with your body breathing. Sometimes it's interesting to notice the movements of breathing in your back rib cage. Sometimes on the front rib cage or the diaphragm area, people will breathe self-consciously. But the back rib cage can make it feel more the natural movements, unself-consciously. becoming aware of your breathing. Wherever you usually feel the body breathing, the movements of the belly, (coughs) the movements of the chest, the diaphragm, the sensations of air going in and out through the nostrils and down the throat. or maybe the whole breath body, the whole experience of breathing throughout the body. Whenever you are aware of your breathing, that part of your body where you feel it the most, take a few moments to get more familiar with that part of your body, not just the experience of breathing there, but whatever sensations are there. tuning into that part of your body. And then around that area where you feel you're breathing the most, compose yourself, have kind of settled down around it. And if you need to move physically a teeny bit to get yourself more composed or settled around where you're experiencing breathing. Maybe the area underneath it, you can relax and soften. So there's a base of support that's soft and relaxed. If there's any tension in your awareness, maybe you can relax the tension, soften the mind, so the mind itself, awareness itself, can settle into the place we experience breathing. There might be a way that you can relax the thinking mind, that thinking muscle. Maybe that mind that thinks like waves, how uh, waves on the surface of a lake can settle down so the lake becomes flat. Thoughts are like waves. And maybe as you exhale, you can let the waves settle, the thoughts spread out, the mind become quieter. So that your awareness can settle around the experience of breathing. And then like you're stroking a cat, or being stroked, the whole duration of the in-breath, the whole duration of out-breath, let yourself feel that movement, feel the sensations move through you. Let your awareness and the sensations be together. Often the mind wanders off in thought because there's a natural rhythm of wandering off and then coming back. And your job in that rhythm is to return to your breathing and be content with the massage, the rhythm, of wandering off and coming back. And slowly you can stay longer and longer with the breathing, just breathing not forcing it, but allowing the breathing to be in awareness riding the exhale, riding the inhale like waves that you catch. Perhaps like being seated on a swing. Uh, You're seated on the breathing that comes and goes. More and more settled. Feeling the swinging and perhaps slowly the momentum of the swing slows down Maybe imperceptibly, <clears throat> the breathing becomes a little quieter, or softer. As you ride the breath, stay with the breathing. Return to the breathing, to ride it, to swing on it, forever long that you, that you, that you do. And what I've been guiding you to do is to be concentrated on the breathing, but not concentrated in a forceful way, but a soft, still, stable attention that settles itself on the breathing letting all else fall away. So that your thinking recedes to the periphery. There's not, you don't have, so there's not a lot of energy or attention going to your thoughts. They recede in the background and the foreground, just breathing. Relax the thinking mind and let there be a soft commitment, dedication, devotion to breathing with awareness, centering yourself on your breathing. Allow yourself to become your breathing. So that awareness is not separate from breathing. Almost as if awareness is breathing and breathing is aware. In the simplicity of focusing on breathing, there should arise some good feelings, some pleasure, some sense of well-being, joy. Allow that to surface. Allow that to support you. Allow that to be an encouragement to stay there with the breathing. And as you stay with the breathing, let the sense of well-being grow. The pleasure can grow. And then in the last couple of minutes of this sitting, you might try letting go of the breathing, letting go of any effort to do anything. Mm. In a gentle way, stay open to being aware of whatever comes into awareness when there's no efforting, no trying. Just quietly for two minutes. Concentration is the fourth of the five faculties. So it's faith, effort, mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom. And there's an interaction or mutual support that goes between these factors. Four of them are paired up so energy or effort and concentration are paired because they bring each other into balance, they support each other. Uh, concentration has a has a function of calming down, becoming stiller. But it's easy in that calming and stilling to get sleepy or tired or dull. The function of the energy factor, effort factor, is to bring the, concent- the um you know, balance out with the uh, concentration so you have a good combination of both. If people are too energized, then the concentration factor helps to bring constant stillness and calm. And so sometimes as we're practicing, we can feel, oh, I'm too calm, I think I need to up the energy effort. Sometimes we're too energized and we have to bring up the concentration to balance it, to meet it. So the same thing with uh, (coughs) uh, faith and wisdom, they're also in balance, you know, and it's uh, the classic kind of uh, metaphor for these two is that faith or confidence is like a very strong person, big, strong, who's blind. And wisdom is like a person who is really, uh, really weak can 't walk, but has really good eyesight, and so the strong blind person puts the the person who can see on the shoulders, and then they can find their way together so together, so faiths can be blind, they say, but you need the wisdom factor so there's not blind, so it 's wise, and you just understand what 's going on. But if it's too much wisdom, it's kind of too intellectual, too much just understanding, and maybe kind of cold. And the faith part of what brings the heartfulness into it, and uh, kind of an emotional quality, or so it becomes more balanced. And the two should be in balance somehow. Mindfulness doesn't need the balancing, because you can never have too much mindfulness. And, if, and mindfulness sits in the middle, and the mi- mindfulness is what balances the others. Just being mindful helps. But mindfulness and concentration are also partners in a certain way. And sometimes um, these two are considered to be two different practices or two different things. I do mindfulness, I don't do concentration, I do concentration practice. But the two are actually very mutually supportive, especially as qualities, states of being. Both both mindfulness practice and concentration practice is helping the mind to become still or clear Balanced, uh, stable, and in that stability and the calm and peacefulness, then we can start having wisdom, start uh, seeing, have insight into what's going on. And so, um, so sometimes people get that stability from mindfulness practice. Sometimes they get it from concentration. Sometimes they're going back and forth. But the two are very mutually supportive. And but um, the classic uh, anyway. So in this four, five, these five uh, faculties, uh, we just did the concentration factor. And I don't know if, how that worked for some of you, but to the degree in which it made you a little more calm, or, or, or the whole day has made you calmer, more centered, more, more settled, maybe a little bit more peaceful than if you would, you know, you normally are, or if you would have been today if you stayed home watching football or the computer the whole time or something. Um, So you're kind of, to that degree, you have a, you have a reference point for wisdom, a very important reference point. Because when you're calm, you can see how you get agitated. If you're really agitated already, it's hard to see how you get more agitated. It's like if you have a dirty cloth that's full of stains, you put one more stain on it, you don't see it. But if you have a clean cloth and you put a stain on it, you see it right away. So the same thing with the mind. So the function of kind of deepening calm and peaceful in meditation is not to be peaceful. The function is that it provides kind of the clean cloth so we can see more clearly what's actually going on in the mind. And one of the things we can see we can watch and see what happens when we lose our peace, lose our ease. We lose our, lose our, you know, the stability we have. And that's a very important thing to study. Some people when they focus on meditation, they're mostly concerned about getting into a meditation state. And once the meditation's over, they're like, forget that, let's go off and party. And that's a lost opportunity, because there, the, it's possible the most important part of meditation is not going into the meditation state, but it's actually coming out of it. where you, you can, that's a, There's an opportunity to study yourself and see and to learn. And that's where a lot of the wisdom will occur. So we'll do a walking period now. And uh, you can walk as you wish do your walking meditation. You can do it as a concentration practice and just really try to stay with each foot as it walks and in you know, the same way as you might concentrate on your breathing. But you, but you might also, because it gets more complicated socially, there's a lot of people and we're walking and walking in my walking path and, you know, there's all this stuff going on that's here, it's a circus, you know, not there. So, um, so you know, you might watch your mind and your heart and see how things shift in the complexity of leaving the meditation hall. And see if you can see how you might lose some peacefulness, some ease, some calm, how you get get caught by something, resist something, and kind of welcome that in the sense that that's the material we want to study to become wise. So rather than seeing that's unfortunate, oh no, you want to rush back to the meditation hall. It says, oh good. Now I get to understand something about it, see something about myself. Don't make a big deal of it. Don't go analyze it or try to study it like you know, in terms of a, you know, something to tear apart. Just kind of see it. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's how it works. That's how it is. You don't have to go analyzing. And, this, and just see, see if that's being that simple, whether that's useful for you. So we'll start in here at uh, 3.45 thank you